Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Bet US NBA show. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, two of the very best handicappers you can find in the Twitterverse, Mr. Ski Profit, Mr. Chris Farley, Beth Farley. We, of course, are brought to you by Bet US. The uh, I'm sorry. We're brought to you by BetUS, America's favorite sports book. Check out BetUSTV.com slash join if you need um, another place to put up your bets. A lot of great lines and some great offers there. Gentlemen, we're down to what could be the last NBA game of the season. Now, we'll see what Miami can do tonight. Denver is big favorites. But the important question, Chris, what the heck are you going to do with all this free time? Uh, I'm probably going to enjoy it, to be honest with you. <laughs> nice and Nice and easy betting throughout the summer. Uh, we're doing well in WNBA so far. Uh, I know Ski is too. We're 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 twelve and four so far in the WNBA. So I, I I welcome that into my life as compared to the way that the NBA season went earlier in that in that season. Uh, but yeah, you know it's always bittersweet. Um, I thought the series was going to be a little bit better, uh, but I think that we might see the end of it tonight, guys. We will obviously dive into the game, but long NBA season as always and. Uh, I got to start prepping for the NFL season, which preseason football is only two months away, less than two months away. So there's a lot to do in the summer, Alex, and uh, I like to at least sit back a tiny bit while the two main sports that I handicap are on hold. It is nice to have a little break, but you're right. It's on to the next thing. I, of course, will always have tennis, keeping me warm and safe and happy night tonight. Now, Ski, you might look a little dreary-eyed. That's because you were staring at cards for like, I don't know, 16, 26 hours, whatever it was, much longer than I am capable of sitting in an actual seat. How did poker go, and, and what's up with you? I, mean, I know you got WNBA, but what are you going to do? I, I'm not sure if you're a big baseball better. A little break before all the college stuff starts again, or what's up? Um, well, yeah, I did. I did well in poker. I uh, came in the money, 16 out of 653 for my first bigger tournament. I'll take that. And um, I'm going to continue to try to learn poker and, and, you know, play and move up in the stakes. And maybe you guys will see me on some poker shows eventually. So that's a goal of mine. Other than that, I'm with Chris WNBA. I'm not as hot as him to start the season. I'm like 12 and 12, but it's a long way to go. You guys see how NBA went for me. I started off really slow, ended up really well. Hope to do the same in WNBA. And as far as your question for MLB, I do handicap it. Um, this year, I haven't been handicapping it, you know, as much as previous. I just wanted to kind of do two sports at a time because I think I do a little bit better when I focus on just two. So when NBA ends, I'll start MLB along with WNBA. And, you know, Ski, I, I like to think of it more as that you guys are 24 and 16 combined than WNBA. Let's call it that. That sounds a lot better because that's what we do. You know, you got to have a big group of guys. That's the best part about the show. We all took different turns taking care of each other. Let's take a look at the best bet record here before we jump into the game tonight. And I say that really as the guy you guys all sort of carried the weight for me this year. But great job by the show. A little over four, uh, 46 games, over 500. Um, I don't think we're going to get to 50. We'll probably need another game because we only have three official picks here but maybe we can think of something else and tack it on as an unofficial 50th win over 500. But let's get into the game. The Miami Heat visit the Denver Nuggets. The Heat coming off a loss at home. They are down 3-1. to one. They can no longer lose any more basketball games. Um, so, you know, you really don't want to go down 4-1, to one, folks. Nuggets, 8.5-point favorites, minus 350 on the money line. The total is at 209. As we start to look at past numbers through the series, this line's pretty much up. You know, the last two games that we had in Denver, game one, 
Denver closed minus nine. Game two, Denver closed minus eight. So the spread sits right at the same number. However, the total just continues to drop here. That's what we see with a lot of these final series. But Chris, you've got an angle here for us on a specific quarter. It's one of the best things about betting the finals. We've got a bigger board to pick from. You went down deep into the daily menu. And what'd you find for us? Yeah, I'm going to be taking the fourth quarter over 50 and a half. So I'll, I'll touch on that really quickly, and then we could talk more about the game itself. But um, as far as the series go, we've seen more points at the end of these games. There's only one fourth quarter that did not go over 50 points so far in this series. And you got to figure this is going to be a different environment, right? We saw the Heat give up at the end of that last game, and you kind of can't blame them, right? The Nuggets have an answer for almost everything that the Heat are doing, it seems, especially those last two games in Miami. And now we're going back to Denver where – this is a very real possibility that this is going to be the elimination game of the NBA Finals. Uh, the Nuggets are eight and a half point favorites for a reason. It was nine, so we're seeing a little love for the Heat. But uh, the narrative tells us that this is probably going to be a Nuggets lead with the Miami Heat pretty desperate there at the end of this game. And I, I can always trust that the Nuggets are going to get theirs offensively, but I think the Heat are really going to pour it on. We've seen that throughout the NBA playoffs, too. The Heat like to play their best basketball in the fourth quarter. And then you have that whole aspect of a lot of free throws, a lot of fouls in the fourth quarter, possibly towards the very end, uh, maybe as Miami can't catch up and they have to keep on fouling because they can't give up in the last game. You know, you got to at least keep on fouling and try to close the distance. So I think 50 and a half is just a little too short for me. I think that's going to be the highest scoring quarter in this game. Uh, but I don't really have a lot of thoughts on the full game total. I think it's about right. We're seeing it tick up a little bit now, which I, I understand that, right? We're going to see Tyler Hero in this game, apparently. Uh, he, he's probably only a good thing for the Heat offense, right? It doesn't offer that much on the defensive side. He's a spot-up shooter, and the Miami Heat need that. I mean, especially because Gabe Vincent and Max Struess just haven't been there for the Miami Heat. Max Struess, 17 points this entire series. Uh, Gabe Vincent, 9 points in the last two games. They need more from those two guys, and it's it's quite evident that the Denver Nuggets and their length and size and the way that they're putting full effort in on defense is really affecting the Heat offense, right? The, their smaller guys are not able to get those open looks the same way they were before, and they're also not playing as aggressively. This is a Miami Heat team that, unlike in those other series, where they, they always played with a lead, you know, by the way, in those other series. Now they're not. They look a little beaten up, and to me, this is a Miami Heat team who— it's, it's evident that they can't bully the Denver Nuggets. You know, Denver Nuggets are just a little bit bigger. They have a lot of confidence. They got guys like Aaron Gordon who look like Brock Lesnar out there at six foot nine. Uh, and it's just, you know, the, this is a tough team, too, with a lot of chemistry. And now they're back at home. So I kind of like some points in this game, but I don't trust the full game total, especially how, how low scoring these games start out. So I'll go with the fourth quarter over 50 and a half. If I had to lean full game, I would lean to the over, but it's not a strong play. And I know that Ski disagrees with me, so I'm not going to go against him on the show. Uh, and I would lean to the Heat plus eight and a half. It, 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 there's a clear reason why I'm not taking that, though, right? Because Denver has been so good. But these this Heat team, is they are fighters. I think they're going to fight to the very end. But I do think that this series ends tonight. 
Yeah, it's been a tough one for them. The only game they win game two, a pretty much a perfect game for them. Again, 48% on 35 three-pointers, win the possession battle, kept free throws close. And what we've really seen here is the pace has been driven way down. And I think that's really what Miami's trying to do. That's how you create higher variance basketball, which is what they need to win here. If they continue to play normal ball, the Nuggets are going to win, and that's why they're such big favorites. But if you can create less possessions, fill those possessions with threes, you just have to get lucky enough to make some. And we'll see if that happens. Now, you look at the total ski, no matter how good these offenses have been, and I mean, the Denver offense has been spectacular. Miami's still been pretty solid. The pace just isn't there. Unders are three and one now in the four games, and it continues to go lower. We're down to 209, but you still think that's too high. I do. And uh, to go, you know, both of you guys mentioned about the three point shooting. In game two, which was the only game that went over, both teams just shot outstanding. Like, 49% and 39% from three. After that, um, you got an extreme effort from both teams to, you know, protect the three-point line, and they shot a combined 29.5% from three. And I heard it was either prior to game three or prior to game four. Coach Malone was just talking about the point of emphasis for his guys. He says, the big message for us is we want them to take tough twos and eliminate the threes as much as possible. So I think that's why you see guys like Struz, and uh, some of these other three-point shooters, especially just struggling right now because it's attention to detail. That's what they um, want to stop them from doing. So I like that from the Denver side. I feel like their defense has already shown. I mean, they've been proven throughout the entire playoffs. But out of the three games that they've won, they've held Miami to 94 points per game. So I think you can trust that, that Nugget side. And as far as the Heat, um, it's a little bit of what I've said before, but – you know they're going to play his own defense. You know you can trust Spolster to make at least some kind of you know defensive adjustments to the scheme. And because of the zone, it's going to force Denver, like you said, Noops, they're going to play slow. If you don't play slow and, and you know do the right things versus the zone, you're going to end up taking bad shots. So re- regardless whether they take their time and, and you know get good shots and make them or they have to take their time and miss the shots, I just like the pace that the game is going to be played at in an elimination game. Um, I know it's going to be defensive intensity. And somebody talked about the effort between both of you guys. And uh, I remember Coach Malone calling out his team after that game two performance. I don't think we have to worry about effort anymore, really, from either of these teams. So all of that lines up for me to be an under type game. If I think about the side, it's tough for me just because I've seen Denver now win a few games by margin. But I, I feel like Miami has a lot more that they can do better. And they barely lost, like, it was like 11 points, 13 points, something like that. So with the nine-point spread, I just feel like back against the wall, they do a couple things better, and they stay within the margin. Yeah, my plan in terms of betting the spread all series, and I've said this on a show a couple times, I'm just selling points either way. Given, again, the variance we're going to get with such few possessions, with all the three-point shooting, if I'm betting the Heat, instead of, like, plus eight and a half, give me plus six at, like, plus money or something goofy like that. Give me plus three and a half at a small number. Let me make sure that I sprinkle a little money on it. Conversely, if it's Denver, I'm not going to lay nine. Give me 10 at plus money. Give me 12, 14. I'll stack it all the way down because, again, you look at this the first game, uh, you know, 
Denver wins by 11, covers the nine. So again, relatively close, but still you're covering that number pretty comfortably. Um, probably could have hit an alter two there. Miami actually wins the second game outright again, given kind of what's happened there. Denver minus 15 there in that next game. Denver was minus three and a half there. So you could hit some really nice alt numbers there. And again, game four, they win by 13 points again. So I, I think whatever side you pick, you sort of go that way. But uh, these sides look really good to me. We're in the finals now. This, this market is super, super sharp. Um, each of these lines is having a day or two to be bet into. You know, NFL betters are always used to those numbers being so sharp because there's a whole week for everybody to go in there and shape those things up. And now that we've got two or three days, I find these main markets are pretty good. But I've been going with player props a lot of the series. And um, Jokic points, rebounds, is just over has been pretty easy. That number is just about where it's where it should be. They've adjusted that. But I'm going to take Bam out of bio over 34 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. I think he was one off this number in the last game. He continues to get a ton of looks uh, given the matchup he has. And uh, the rebounding has been fantastic. So I'm just going to sort of keep playing that. Um, you know, Chris, what do you think happens tonight with Tyler here? I mean, does he just take Duncan Robinson's minutes? How, how do you think that affects everything? And then do you think maybe there is any value in looking for some Tyler Hero props or anybody else? Yeah, I've been trying to look for some intel on that. I, you know, I think it's kind of hard to decipher what Spolster is going to try and do with him. I mean, it's it's almost always hard to try and decipher what Spolster is going to do. But, you know, I, I think he's going to use him as a replacement at moments in the game for guys that are going cold, right? Duncan Robinson is one of those guys, one of the more consistent players for the Heat throughout this series. Uh, but, you know, maybe he uses him to come in and replace a Max Struess or replace a Gabe Vincent, right, who just have not been on so far for the Miami Heat. Um, and I don't think that he's going to overuse him either, right? It's it's still the NBA Finals. He's been out for these entire playoffs, and now he just has to come in ice cold. That's a tough spot for any player, let alone a really young player like Tyler Hero, although he does have some of the experience from the bubble, just different atmosphere in Denver. So I'm sure that Spolstra gives him probably you know 15 to 20 minutes at various times. I would say probably closer to 20 if they need him more, if they feel like they do, uh, closer to 10 if they feel like they don't. But uh, I, th- I just think he's going to be, you know, in like extra X factor from the bench in this game. If you guys have heard any other kind of intel, please let me know. But a, a tough read for me. It is. I wonder too if I wonder if they start him. Like at this point, why have Vincent out there? Just draw him out there, see kind of what happens. But it's tough. It's going to be his first basketball game back. He's playing at altitude, so I can't imagine what it's going to be like trying to play his first full game there. I have to imagine your lungs are just on fire there. But Ski, what do you think of Tyler Hero? And again, is there anything that we can kind of make of that? Is any way you think we want to we could possibly bet around that? If he has lines, I mean, we haven't seen him playing forever. He's very likely rusty and out of shape. So who knows how many minutes he's going to play if he even, you know, gets out there. So I would just be looking at Tyler Hero unders. Um, outside of that, I talked about Denver's point of emphasis. I would be looking at some of these Miami guys under their three-point props. Um, and then on the other side, I think Michael Porter Jr. has just been so poor. He could go crazy, especially coming back home. But he's only made, I think, three or four out of 22 so far in the series. And his three-point prop is usually two and a half. So I might look towards him on an under as well. Um, That's what comes to mind with me for player props first. 
Well, that's a perfect segue into Q&A here. We've got a couple of questions already because Kentorius London asked just that, Ski. What do we think about Michael Porter Jr. for 12 points plus 100? Our main bets, though, quickly. Fourth quarter over 50 and a half. I'll take Bam out of bio. Points, rebounds, and assists over. And then under 209 and a half for Ski. Again, dump any other questions you have in there. We've got a few to start here. Uh, you know, Ski, again, you said you lean towards the under for Porter Jr. Uh, if you were playing over, would you want to play that 12 or play the threes? It's, again, if it goes well for him, what is that look like um personally if i went in over for porter jr i would take the points just because you know maybe he can get to the foul line he just he hasn't been shooting the three well that's my main fate of him and um in general when he's not shooting it well he seems to not want to do anything else so i personally would go more towards the under threes but if i'm choosing an over between threes and points i would choose points Chris, what do you think of this? Again, I'm kind of with Ski. I tend to lean towards the under, but if it does go right, I feel like it goes very right for him. It should be a big bounce-back game, and we all forget how bad he was for the first four games after a long summer. What do you think of MPJ's chances tonight? Yeah, I mean, I like that he scored 11 points in the last game, only 23 minutes. Uh, but, you know, I'm not not trying to call out Michael Porter Jr.'s manhood or anything, but there, there, there are some players who thrive in more physical games, and they become better shooters. I've seen Michael Porter Jr. in this situation before, and I, you know, I don't think these are the uh, against the opponents that he generally thrives against, right? So uh, he just likes to be wide open, likes to get in his spots, and if he's getting any kind of challenge, sometimes his his rates could really drop. But fortunately for him, his size and length is usually, uh, you know, the secret ingredient, so that that's not much of a factor. But I I just want to trust him. I mean, Denver has enough players; they've been. Winning, right, by margin uh, without him playing really well. 10 is about right, but again, uh, don't just try to stack those same game parlays just to get more money on something that's really been up and down in these playoffs. Yeah, um, something we didn't talk about from last game, a fairly big story that I haven't made too much of because, again, it seemed like he's been okay and he's had a couple days. What do we make of Nikola Jokic's ankle, free mind ask? Chris, do you expect that to be a problem? Again, we've seen players be able to kind of manage this injury. Looked okay. What do you think? Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Um, it's Jokic. We've seen him now in some of these really tough situations respond and play better than ever. Uh, this is a closeout game at home. So any kind of pain that he feels there, and you know, to your point, Alex, right, he's had a few days now, uh, th- three full days to kind of recover before this game and get better, and they're going to take care of him in this game. But just the adrenaline alone, the motivation being at home and being able to close out this game. Uh, you know, if, if there's some pain there, I don't think he's going to feel it after a while. So, no, I don't think it's going to make a difference. Yeah, Ski, what do you think? Again, I'm sure you've tried to play basketball on an ankle you tweaked a couple days before. It's not fun, but it seems doable. Yeah, I sprained my ankle a thousand times. So, um, I think he'll be just fine going out there and, and playing a game five. He's not going to be – he's definitely going to play, and I think he'll still be effective. Yeah, I, I'm not worried too much. We'll see. You know, Maybe they don't try to push the pace too much. I'm curious to see. But I expect Jokic to be fine. Not really a problem, but you can't kind of know why we didn't bring it up here. Um, Michael, uh, ooh, let me see. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can get this right. Akin Ronti? Akin Ronti? 
Again, Monty. Anyway, sorry. If it was Czech, it was a Czech Republic name. I could announce it in those seconds, but I'll try again. Uh, thanks for the compliment there. What do we think of the Heat plus ten? Now, my guess is again, Michael, you're buying some points. Um, the number right now is eight and a half. As I mentioned, I would go the other way. You know, try to play six and a half at a plus number. Try to play like three and a half, four and a half at a plus number. Uh, again, the t- eight and a half looks good, and any time you're buying points is generally a bad idea. But uh, you know, ski again. Does that two points mean much to you in this game? I apologize, noobs. I'm uh, I've had like one hour of sleep. I'm having trouble focusing now. <laughs> That's all right. Somebody wants to buy two points on the Miami Heat tonight. That's a bad idea. I don't right? buy points. Don't buy points in NBA. Um, it's not like football. You know, the points are not worth as much. So it, it, you might as well just go with the original. You should sell points if anything. Chris, I assume you agree. Sell points if anything. I like that advice, Key. Yeah, I think. You know, that's probably upwards of what, minus 175 or something that you're going to be paying for that. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's just not worth it. You know, we can't uh, show you all the math and all the reasons why it's not. There's a few great books out there about it. But in, in basketball, just don't buy points. If you like the Heat at plus 10.5, then you probably like the Heat at plus 8.5 or plus 9, which is still out there at some books, I believe. Uh, it's not too much of a difference. We're talking about a difference between basically a four and five possession game. Uh, and if you like to hit a plus ten and a half, I think there's enough reason to take them at plus nine for minus one ten, like in most books. Exactly. The difference between eight and a half and ten and a half is largely meaningless. And I think you're just kind of getting caught on that bias of ten looks so much better than eight because there's two numbers instead of one. But don't buy points. Sell points and I go the other way. Again, Michael, apologies if it does come down to a 10-point game exactly. That will happen from time to time, but it's generally a bad idea. So try to stay away from that, but good questions. One more from Kentorius London. Do we think Jimmy Butler can make a three-pointer? I'm not sure. I guess his three-point line over-under is a half. I haven't had a chance to pull that up yet. Chris, do you think Jimmy Butler will make a three-pointer tonight? Yeah, I, th- I think you might be asking if he can make three three-pointers, um, which, of course, of course, Jimmy Butler can make three three-pointers. He can make I one three-pointer. That, sorry. Uh, yeah, but you know, I do, I do think that Miami Heat's three point shooting is going to improve in this game. And the only reason why I say that is because they already know that Denver's, uh, offensive prowess at home is through the roof. You, the argument that I always make on this show and I've said other places is I don't think there's any more consistent unit in the NBA season this year than the Denver Nuggets offense. And that's especially the case at home, right? And Miami is going to be generally thoughtless in their approach. They know they have to win this game, obviously, or they're eliminated. They're not going to be in their heads as much. They should be more aggressive, at least at the start of this game. So I think we're going to see more three-pointers go up. I think more of them are going to drop. Do I think that's going to result in an over? And do I think that's going to mean Jimmy Butler is going to score three of them? I do not. Uh, And that sounds like you're trying to make a bet for plus money there. It's possible. It's just not something that there's no narrative to suggest that Jimmy Butler is going to nail three three pointers tonight. So if you think he's going to hit one, I think that's pretty good. Three might be stretching it. Ski, what do you think? Jimmy Butler tonight, last game of the season. He should be chucking, but I don't know if it's going to be three pointers. Do you think Jimmy can get to three threes tonight? Well, point of emphasis is to take away the three. I don't know how much it is to take away the three from Jimmy, but. You know, he's been a solid three-point shooter in the playoffs, so I think he can hit oh hit three three-pointers. Uh, one three-pointer, I'll say, okay, but three, I'm not putting my money on it. I like that we all had that same reaction. That that's I agree. For some reason, Ski and I, that three, those threes jumped into each other, and I couldn't quite read that. But I like that we all went, one, yeah, one, three. <laughs> Steve's probably seeing question. like five threes on the board, right? One hour of sleep, that's what it does. <laughs> what that does. <laughs> 
I like that. Good questions, as always, by everybody. We really appreciate it. Give us a thumbs up. Dump a comment down in there while you're watching. And again, check out betustv.com slash join so you can sign up and make the bets we've got here. Let's take a look at our best bets. Again, one for each of us tonight. Chris likes the fourth quarter over 50 and a half points. I'll take Bam out of bio to have thir- over 34 and a half points, rebounds, and assists combined. And Ski is going to take the under 209 and a half there for the full game total. Fingers crossed. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be done or I want one more basketball game. I probably want one more basketball game. But if not, if this does happen to be the last show of the year, we really appreciate everybody watching. You've been absolutely great. A lot of regulars down there in the bottom. I know that Jay and Josh aren't here, but I'm sure I speak for the both of them as well as the gentleman on the other side. We could be happier with all the support we had. We will definitely be back next year with more NBA comp. Um, content. We did a draft show last year. I'll make sure I bug Natalie to make sure we can do something like that. So there'll be a couple things there and there um, during the offseason. Again, check out all the great stuff on BetUSTV.com. Um, our buddy Flash Gordon is doing some great shows for tennis, golf, and all that stuff. There's a soccer show. There'll be football shows once all that stuff comes up. So check it out. And again, thanks, everybody. Best of luck until we see you next.